welcome to this week's episode of Dum Dum Die, an all-female, all-awesome D&D 5th edition podcast set in the homebrew world of Kalandos, which is my world, my being me, being Carla the GM. And around the table I have amazing players, and we're going to start on my left. My name is Darby, and I mean, I my name is Nicole. <laughs> Take two. My name is Darby, and I am run by a weird person. <laughs> Who um, pretends like, to be Nicole in her real life. It's strange. I really get a pain right here when I laugh too. Okay, let's she, that she's, she's pointed to her chest. She's like, my chest hurts if I laugh too much. No, 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 no. She's laughing even Ooh, more. Shit, okay. Sorry. Shame, it looks like her chest is actually sore. My name is Nicole, and I play the character Darby. Cool. Winner! Good job. <laughs> Hola, I'm Wednesday, and I play Santalarian. Good job. Um, my name is Kirsten, and I play Oriel. Good job. <laughs> we, so we all also, know who we Milo are. Milo has now are. just jumped on Darby. Which is a cat and not a person or hey, a character kitty. sheet, because that would uh, be weird. He's heading for the table. Zantillarian's <laughs> calling you. Where is the cat? <laughs> you know what they say, Zantillarian oh, likes oh, them. Oh, it's on Wednesday now. Okay. <laughs> Did you get that? Yeah, I must do. So I say good job that everyone know, knows their names and their character. You're saying I can take a picture, but you're going Milo, Milo. I got, no, no, I got it. I got. We, we can. We you good. Got, okay, good. Milo, you're a distraction. Sorry, Wednesday. You're really good at performance. We are now recording. <laughs> everyone, be serious. Oriel is ready to give you a recap of what happened on last week's episode of Dum Dum Die. If you'd like to hear exactly what went down, please do go back and listen. We will wait. We were on a boat that was called Lady, with two E's, Starla, named by the Lord's son who has banished us onto this boat to fight off the bird people that then attacked us and took the life, no wait, that was Darby, took the life of one of the crew members and we lost our friend Rain and we don't know where she went but we found the material and the pack in the water. So we had a funeral for the crew member and I wished Rain safe travels to wherever she's going. And then the boat was sinking with the hull and then we plugged the hull and now we're just chilling. Um, I mean, that's exactly what happened. So we left last week on a somber note as uh, we sailed off. Well, we drifted, hopefully in the right direction as the mast is a little bit broken. However, it has been propped up by two... Uh, bird-like beings on each edge, pulling taut ropes to help maintain the master's integrity. Darby and Zantelarian found something very interesting that the wings were actually melded into the bird's, uh, bird people's skin and molded in within them. And they had plans to do something as we last left off as the captain shouted from downstairs, what's going on? Something smells like chicken. First, we need to sort of prop them up so we can burn the wings because I'm assuming most of the weight is in the wings, then we can just hoist them overboard. That way they'll sink too. Well, I mean, when you drag the other one across to the rope, you you could probably, with you and uh, Dobby, you could throw them overboard, even without the wings being burnt. Yeah, but I want to get rid of the wings because I want to be the only person who actually has wings like that. Otherwise, they lose their retail value. Okay. Do you have wings? Well, we've got two dead bird things with wings. Listen, you realize the wings. you have to cut it out the bodies. Oh yes, but we'll do that when we get into port. Oh, okay, gosh. cool. I'm just saying. The wings. Zantelarian. <laughs> okay. Zant has this plan in his mind. We need to get rid 
of these things. You have two other bird things that you yes, can Yes, that's what I'm saying. But in any case, if we throw them overboard, those wings are made out of metal and wood. They will float. Well, I just shot one from the sky and they're not floating. Well, the acid... We didn't actually look. The acid burnt through the wings. Well, then let me acid them down into the sea. Excellent. Not on the boat. That's why I said we need to prop them uh, up. Oriel calls from from the prow of the ship uh, in a in a sad puddle huddle. That's why I said we need to prop them up. Okay, let's do this. Come. Okay. What are you um, from downstairs? You hear the captain's voice, and he is like, "If you ruin this ship, I will murder you if we don't die first. So we yeah. pick it up together. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we're standing on the sort of the edge. Mm-hmm. So we walk mm-hmm. it over to the edge of the ship. Right. Yep. Then. I stand and hold the body up while Darby melts the wings with his acid splash or whatever it is that he does. Yeah, but like right. it's a it's a light. It's not like acid splash. It's like a because if you're splash. not chucking it, then it should be fine, right? Yeah, yeah. How many more spells do you have? Well, acid splash is a cantrip. Is it a cantrip? Yep. Boom. Okay, never mind. You can do. Yeah, so that's what do we're doing. So I hold the body up, and then when he is In done, a then controlled way. In a very controlled way. Yep. Um, I'll allow it. You throw them overboard and the acid eats away. And, and as it's eating away into the metal and into the clothing, if you ever hold one with its back towards you, you see that the rods appear to go quite deep. This is really interesting. I'm cool. You so throw them overboard. Uh, they immediately start to sink. We do that with all three. With the, all three except for the two the you're two, holding. The yeah. two that are holding the mast up, yes. Yep. All right. It's... Extremely late in the evening. Oriel, are you doing anything during this whole time? Fishing. Dozing off. Yeah. From downstairs, you can hear some snoring from the crew members. It's probably by the time you guys get that done, it's probably very close to midnight. Are you going to do anything else? Oriel's asleep. (laughs) Oriel's sleeping in Zantelarian's cloak. Um, Cuddling her ham. Dobby's just going to like scan the area, like in hopes to just kind of see rain or like some kind of sight of her. Um, he'll probably do that for about like half an hour and then he's going to go sit next to Oriel and just lay. Lean on Oriel. Yeah, like lean on her. Um, as you look around, you find nothing. You do, uh, don't forget, you do have the, the, material. the material wrapped around you, almost like a, a sarong currently. Um, it does appear to be holding sarong. something inside it. Yes, inside I was just it, about so. to ask. Um can Darby see what's inside it? When you open the material, the material loosens itself from you and you see that it's holding and everything inside it is completely dry. And it's got Rain's pack, which has some herbs, what appears to be some pieces of mushroom, which you re- recall her picking up, a little bit of coin and... And the flask. Oh, and her and her flask. Darby's going to say, Zant, and then he's going to like shake Oriel. Um, mm. And then he's going to sit down and he's going to be like, this belongs to Rain. And then he shows them what he's found in the material. Oriel puts her hands out for the potions and vials mm-hmm. that have the water. No. Yes, yeah. Rain no. collected some water, from, water the, um, from, the, from the pool, yeah. the time travel pool. Uh, Darby gives it to Oriel. And then without Zan saying anything, gives him the coins. Okay. And Zantelarian's <laughs> players like air pumping in the side, um, fist pumping. It's like the victory dance at the table. <laughs> oh yeah, my party member died and I got gold. 
guys. That's very sad. Um, and then, do you take the mushrooms? Yeah. Okay. Like all the herbalism kind of stuff. Darby is going to keep. There's still the belt and the piece of material. And the material. Um, and the flask. And the flask. Mm. Okay, so Darby gives Zant the flask as well. Uh, the flask has some booze in it still. And then um, keeps everything else, keeps the rest of the things for himself. As you, what are you going to do with the, the belt? Okay, Darby's going to put the material in his bag. Cool. In his um, knapsack. And then he's just going to put the belt as a fashion accessory. Around. Yeah. Fashion. Perfect, you do so. It's a very sturdy belt and it oddly goes really well with your silver material. Because everything goes on Darby. <laughs> All right. Um, what are you guys going to do? Okay, well, I'm going to wait till both of them actually fall asleep. Oh. Uh, Oriel appears to be very close to that. Yeah, she's like, vials. Okay. She falls asleep cradling the ham and the vials. And Darby is just going to, he's like dozing off to sleep because he's really tired. And he's just going to mutter and he, under his breath, um... I know you're somewhere out there, Rain, and he's going to sleep. Oh, your guys, I just got five or somewhere <laughs> out there. Yo. I love that movie. You know, I've actually not seen Five Wars, but cool. It's really cool. It's beside um, the point, okay, but I will so, watch it. So when they're asleep, Zantalaren is going to go sit over the, with his legs hanging over the edge of the, of the ship. Okay. With a flask and he's going to like pour a bit into the sea and then he's going to drink what he doesn't realize is the rest of it. And the whole time he's just going to be like, cheers, Rain. It was good knowing you. You do so. It is quite a strong brew because it is Rain's yeah. personal stash. So about after when you get near the end, you have one final swig and as you tip it back, you actually fall back into the boat. Excellent. Where you fall asleep. All right, guys. So then there's still about three days of travel. Um, is there anything in particular you would like to do? Otherwise, the she just takes the the crew member that she gave the plant to through mm. a rigorous maintenance course of this is how you repot your your friend and this is how you water them and if this happens, this is what you need to do. Like. Basically a botany lesson. <laughs> uh, Black Earth seems to follow along and be very uh, studious about what he should do. But every time you mention friend, he looks at you a little weirdly. Don't ask of, questions. Uh, and he just shakes his head yes. So it's slow going because the mast isn't as sturdy. So uh, the, the captain and the crew members sort of have also... Um, tacked the sail so it doesn't fully expand because the full expansion of the sail will rip the the mast so they have curtailed the sail essentially rain you're gonna cut the wings out rain. Rain. up too soon Guys, oh. i'm so sorry zantalarian yes you're gonna um, cut the wings out no only only when we get into port only when you get into port yeah because those things are holding, holding that rope Good, good, um, good, good. Yeah, so Zantalaren, for the first time in his life, is going to engage in manual labor and actually help the sailor dudes start fixing things. Sorry. Darby is slow clapping. Darby is slow clapping. Just walking clapping. around the boat, slow clapping like, behind Zantalaren. I'm impressed. Like, good job, bro. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, so you you do all those things. It does take you three days. You uh, you will have then obviously had rests. You sleep in shifts uh, because there's not that much space. Uh, you were only all able to sleep that other night because the three of you slept on deck. Uh, so everyone regains all their hit points, regains all your spells, regains everything you need to regain. Oriel is still blue. Nothing has changed. You arrive in a port. As you start reaching, so you reach there about midday, you see a port as you're approaching, and it appears to be extremely bustling port. You you can't see uh, people, but you can see a lot of movement, and there's a large wall uh, hiding any buildings sort of from view, but there's a lot of comings and goings through a large gate in that wall, which leads to the port, and people are coming and going, and there's probably about... Eight ships of medium to large size. Your ship basically floats into into the port and the captain throws anchor as the two crewmen and the captain look dumbfounded. As the captain says, I really never thought we'd, we'd make it. Every other time we... It's big. I seriously question how you're just okay with going to places where you think you're going to die. Well, you see, the thing is... In, indeed, and Black Hearth uh, just makes, uh, like, cut it out uh, signals behind you. And and Smithens uh, whispers to you guys, he's like, the captain is a bit, um, how do you, he's a bit, um, and you realize that Smithens doesn't talk that much because he's got quite a, a large stutter. Uh, says, he's a bit, uh, <sighs> Crazy from the the, the birds repeating him and boss said so. Yeah. Righty then. Okay. Can we get off this boat? I'm tired. Yeah, yes. All we've done is sleep for three days and you're tired. I'm tired of this boat. I don't want to be on this boat. Boat, Oriel. So get off the boat, Dobby. Then let's get off the boat, as your Oriel. Ship start, uh, as, as your ship is there, you see quite a lot of people sort of looking at up, up towards the deck and, and pointing, and they appear to be muttering. And then you see someone has started to send out a little sail, a little rowboat towards towards your ship. Okay, so Lorian, how do we get in touch with Lady Starla? There's an exchange that needs to happen, a receipt that needs to be retrieved, and some payment. Um, I, I'm sure, I'm sure I can, I can do it with the help of Black Earth and Smithens. Right, right. Uh, let's, let's. Oh, and he looks over the side, and he's like, uh, "Ahoy there! I am Captain Lorian from Port Orach. I have a delivery for Lady Starla." And then you hear shouting from below, uh, a woman shouting, oh, that sounds wonderful, darling. All right, bring it over. Uh, so you guys carry the, the crates out of the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, you do so and you load them onto the rowboat. You find an exceptionally beautiful uh, half-elf woman who rowed over the boat. She, but beautiful in a, in a not in a very, she's very bulky for a half-elf actually. She's quite happy to row the boat with uh, one one of the, the crates and then she gets help offloading it and she rows back. So by the time you've done all the crates, it's probably about early afternoon. Uh, what do we do with the birds? Uh, excuse me, what's your name? 
you shout over the edge because uh, she has never come up. She shouts, uh, wildflower. Wildflower, please can you take the grumpy half-orc with you? Oh, do you have a hop? Oh, hello. And she waves at you. Darby waves back. She's, uh, do you, are you, are you not all coming aboard? Who's going to fetch Lady Starla's receipt? That'd be me. And I, and I give my dashing smile. Uh, she smiles back at you and she's like, and, and the rest of your crew, surely they want to rest and... Yes, yes. And we also need some help uh, fixing the mast. And then Wildflower leans back to try and see the mast because it was broken quite near the base. She's like, um, all right, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll add it to, we'll tell Lady Starla to add it to, uh, to take it off the receipt. Does that sound fair? Wonderful. All right. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, she's waiting. She's waiting there for you guys to get in in the boat. Okay. What do we do with the boat? Wait. That that's the thing. Before we get into the boat. So now that we can detach them, the one we need to keep the one body intact. The other one, I just want the wings. The captain and the two crew members are going to get into the boat while you guys are discussing, and they say, uh, "The captain's shouting." I think we need a little bit of uh, town time. And he's going to wink at Zantelarian. And he's going to say, we'll be back should. uh," And he looks at Wildflower and says, how long will it take to fix the mast? And she's like, how broken is the mast? I can't actually see from. He's like, very broken. Um, So uh, when, when he says that, I'm going to use one of my daggers and cut the. The rope. The rope. So. So that the mask goes and lands. Uh, so she, because the weight of the bird on the other rope pulls the mask down. So she's like, oh, how broken is the mask? Um, six days, give or take. Uh, welcome, to the, welcome to the land of Lady Starla. Right. And she's going to row them to the port. Darby is not feeling like helping Santalarian at this point. Do you not have some kind of magic that does a dissolve bodies kind of thing? Yeah, acid splash. But you you know, Darby, that acid splash, uh, you can choose not to tell Xanthus, but you know acid splash would dissolve the wings as well. And the rod. Acid splash. Okay. Darby does it. Okay, so a witch, how are you? So it's going to gonna be a... One finger thing again and not a... Okay. But uh, from the front of the body, from the back of the body... Before he does that, I want to retrieve those two daggers from the wings that are holding it out. Since when do you fetch daggers, Zantelarian? Mind you, one of them is mine. Actually, both of them are yours and now they're mine, so I'm pulling them out. (laughs) And they are now mine. Zantelarian. Please tell me you have this conversation again. Do you? They are totally mine. Do you? What? Want me to help you. Mm, I don't necessarily need you to help me. Okay, bye. And then he's going to walk <laughs> away. Okay, I'm pulling out the daggers. They're my daggers. You pull them out. You now have two daggers. You now have two daggers. I now have indeed. four daggers. Oh, look at you and your dagger. For now. Pack. Um, all right. So while this takes place, uh, Wildflower is going to row back. Um you realize it's going to take a, a long time to do this wing retrieval. And Wildflower's like, are you, are you coming, coming ashore? And Darby is on his way. 
Okay, Dobby is clamoring down the side of the boat. Down or he'll jump from was... the top of the boat to the rowboat to beat Dobby. Okay, roll acrobatics for me. I hope you fall in the bar, in the water, in the box, <laughs> in the box. In How the could you? What did you get? <laughs> Sorry. As you jump past Dobby, you look at him going down the rope ladder, and you're like, "Ha ha!" As you land next to the boat and drench wildflower, and you come bobbing up. However, the sea is very clear, so you can see fish swimming She's past gonna you. She's going to backstroke. Uh, you're going to backstroke towards the dock. Yes. Uh, you do so. Wildflower is looking less than pleased. Sorry, darling. She's a klutz. I'd take offense if I could hear that, but I can't. Well, and then she says, well, all the people from, well, it's to be expected from people from your land. All right, let's go. Uh, she's like, and the, and the other one? So I'm going to tell the dead bird people. I'll be back for you. And then I'm going to do a somersault off the edge of the boat, hoping to land in that Roll boat. acrobatics for me. Hope you fall too. 13. <laughs> As Zantalarian jumps, does a somersault, and hasn't realized that Wildflower has started rowing and just, just lands on the boat, but because he expected to land further in the boat, lands directly on his butt, on the edge of the boat. It's painful. Please take... Two points of damage. Wildflower looks at you and she's bedraggled and sopping wet. And she goes, um, well, there's two ends. One is mine and I'd prefer if you stayed in the other. I'll show you the way. And she carries on rowing. Darby wants to whisper to Zantelarian while she's rowing, but like just so that he can hear. Just by the way, the people who are going to fix the mast, mast, are going to see the dead birds. And they're pretty gross. If you're not going to steal their wings, someone else will. Just saying. Mm, what was that? Nothing, darling. Oh. <laughs> Love your hair. Oh. And, you see, if you, and she tries to whisper to you, but it's a very blatant stage whisper. She's like, if you went with them. And she lands the, uh, at the dock. And um, Oriel, you would have got into the dock by then as well. It's on It's like a pier. You guys being in the boat, you have a step up, which you can step up onto yeah, the pier. I'll pull Oriel out. You pull Oriel out and up. As you arrive at the pier, you see that the hustle and bustle is filled with people who are all of them are either human or half elf. And there's one or two full elves dotted around. Oriel takes Darby's. Silver material and tries this off of uh, while it's still attached to him, so it's like following going like this. You you dry yourself quite quickly. Uh, Wildflower looks at you and she goes, "That material is made. Where did you get it?" And she tries to touch it. Or smacks her hand away. Um, how rude! Excuse me, I don't just go around touching people. Um, and then she points at Darby and she points at the fact that you're holding his material from his body. He's on your my face. friend. It's different. I was just looking at it. Well, darling, you see, um, <laughs> it's just been passed down from my, from my ancestors. From your ancestors. And she looks at the fact that you're a half orc and she's like, and she mutters under her breath, must be the other half. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> Let me we definitely won't be staying in your inn. Atrocious well, woman you are. <laughs> I she, like this, darling. 
She uh, says, Lady Starla will send a courtier with your receipt at the pig's head. And she starts walking towards the large iron gate that's in the giant wall. As you get up towards it, you realize that the wall is probably about five average size people's heights. So there's no way you can see it. But you think if you take a step back, you can see uh, the tops of some some buildings. Zantalaren is trying to take everything in with his eyes. And he's whistling. He's very cheerful because this... This is like heaven. All the people are beautiful. All the people are very good looking. Uh, and the city is bustling. As you approach the gates, uh, Wildflower, looking very upset and very bedraggled, calls up to uh, a guard at the top and says, we have some visitors for the pig's head. And then as as the guard shouts down, are you sure you said the pig's head? And she goes, yes, the pig's head. And then they both laugh and he starts to roll back the gates. And she's like, they brought a delivery for Lady Starla and their receipt will await them there. And she walks in and she says, oh, you'll find the pig's head. Don't worry, just follow the smell. And she leaves. The gates uh, are rolling back. Carla, as she's walking away, I would like to rob her. How are you trying to do it? So it depends. You didn't exactly tell me what she was wearing or like where things are. So she's, when you, when you looked at her as you were moving and in the boat, mm-hmm. uh, you saw that she's wearing quite a lot of layers. So possibly mm-hmm. there's something in there. However, because she was bedraggled, I mean, you've, you've seen yeah, the she was various wet, trips, yeah. you, trips you took with, uh, to give the crates. Uh, because she was wet, you think under the, the third fold uh, so the third draping of material around her left hip, there there was a bulge there. Could be something. The material is still sopping. Okay. So what I want to do is I want to use one of my daggers to sort of slice in. So I'm hoping, like whatever it is, if I can cut into that bulge without her feeling it, then whatever it is will just drop out. Okay. Roll a uh, slice of ham for me. 19. Use... Are you trying to do this stealthily? Of course. Roll stealth for me. Nine. As you slice into that area, you you feel something give uh, even more than the material. And you hear coins clatter to the cobbles. She carries on walking saying, follow the smell. And the guard from the top looks at you and he starts heading down. You see he's he's in a sort of guard tower at the top and mm-hmm. he's you assume he's coming down because he disappears. What do you guys do? So there are about four uh, coppers on the floor. It's fine. So what I'm going to do is you said coins clattered onto the ground. Yeah. I'm going to position my feet so that I'm standing on some coins, but I'm not going to pick anything up. All right. You stand on the coins. So I'm standing on some of them. So you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So only about four fell out. Yeah. So you can absolutely stand on all because yeah. they're in a pile. Well, we... close enough that you could position your feet. Oh, yes. So it's very casual. Uh, Oriol makes a forward march to the inn. Um, so she did say follow the smell. She yeah. was not directing you. So Yeah, she's just going to like turn left and where she thinks the inn is. She's going to walk that way. As you step over the, gate, over the gate's threshold, you see that uh, there is another large wall, probably... 200 feet ahead, uh, that's slightly smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's only about th- three high. And that also has a gate in front of it. And within this area that you can see, it's 
all sort of um, ramshackle houses built out of, you know, some are built out of pieces of ship, some are built out of sails. Uh, it looks quite ramshackle, the, the houses and shops that are in this area. And there, there does seem to be a smell of um, decomposting uh, food as well as possibly urine. So like a city. Mm-hmm. As uh, uh, Darby and Oriel step forward through the threshold, uh, coming out of a side door behind them, which would still be in front of you, mm. Zant, out comes uh, a tall half-elf, and he turns around the corner and he says, and he looks at you, Zantelarian, and he says, So, was it worth it? It depends on what you mean by that. Unfortunately, the beautiful Lady Wildflower didn't give us any direction. She did say follow the smell. So can you can you not sm- can you not smell it? What the disgusting smell of your city? That's it. That's the one. Wow. Welcome, <laughs> welcome so to the beautiful. outer ring. Welcome to the outer ring of Lady Starla's town. I didn't realize Lady Starla had such um, interesting tastes. Oh no no! You see, would you like a history of the city? I see you are a fine gentleman, and I don't get to talk to many people as they come down. And considering the fact that I did see you try and steal from Lady Starla, I think it is only right that you sit and listen to my story. Wildflower. So, hmm? wildflower. Oh yes, Lady Wildflower. Sorry, I get distracted. I love Lady Starla. So Lady Starla is essentially started this town, and he's gonna start prattling at you. I'm going to feign interest and take in whatever information is actually like useful. All right. Uh, he's going to say, uh, well, you can pick up whatever you got and we'll head over to the pig's head. <laughs> it was worth it to see her covered in water. <laughs> well, if only it was the water on the back end of the port. Now that would have been, never mind. And he's going to start walking through the slums um, and he's going to walk past you, Oriel and Darby. Uh, what are you going to do? I'm going to follow him. Mm. Oh, I'm going to follow him too. Yeah, I'll pocket those coins and then I'll follow them. As he's talking, he's walking and he's leading you to the pig's head in. He's like, well, actually, how the this town started, uh, no one can actually say when Lady Starla came here, but she came and she built her, her castle. And then from her castle, more people wanted to just be near her because you know, Lady Starla is amazing. If you have not seen Lady Starla. Anyway, so as they wanted to be nearer to her, all the richer people moved closer and closer to her and then... They wanted to keep out the less rich people, so they built a wall. And then those people wanted to keep out the lesser rich people, and they built a wall. And now we're here. Hey, the pig's head. And here we are. And you realize you've walked in a in a circle. Uh, the, the town is basically built in a circle. And you've passed almost here. There's a lot of humans. And if you would say half elves where the elf bloodline is not that strong. As he says, we're here, you see sort of ramshackle bunch of tents and outside of one of the tents is four pigs and a sign next to it draw of a very crudely drawn pig's head and it says, and it's written the word pigs in almost childlike handwriting and then pointing to the head just an arrow and it says, Underneath that, for sale or eat under the pigs. And there's what I'm going to call a quarter elf people now. So there's a quarter elf woman uh, sort of standing in amongst the pigs. Uh, She looks like she's feeding them seeds or slop and slop. Okay, I'm going to um, pat the, the, the guard on the back and ask him when he gets off for the night. 
Oh, ah, uh, well, um, mid-afternoon, late afternoon. Uh, I'm actually on until morning. Yeah, but I'll see you in the morning. You, how long are you here for? You, oh, uh, you came on that broken ship. You are gonna be here a while. And if you're staying at the pig's head, uh, how can you? Oh, you're gonna be here a long while. As you can see, I am blue. I did notice that. I didn't want to bring it up. I thought maybe it's something strange from your land. Are lots of people blue like you? Please tell me they are. And also, are they different shades? Also, how long have you, you been blue? Also, were you born Christian. this way? Also, I'm sorry, I don't see a lot of people. Dobby like is you. chuckling hard. I like you. And she gives him a hug. And he's like, I've never been hugged by a blue person before. <laughs> It feels the same as being hugged by a non-blue person. <laughs> Who would have thought? I would never, because I would never have thought I would have seen a blue person. Although maybe I would have seen a blue dragon. Are you a dragon? Or have you got dragon blood? Is that what your half is? <gasps> oh, mom says it's wrong to ask people about what their halves are. I'm sorry I asked what your half was. It's okay. I have uh, a question. But is it a dragon? No. Oriel, <laughs> control what? yourself. I'm just trying to ask where I can stop being blue. <laughs> Darby puts his hand on... Well, this god. Oh, yeah? And he's like, What is your name? Toriel. To who? Toriel. 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 Toriel of the second ring. Okay, Toriel. Um, do you by any chance know of a priest? Oh, oh no, is it religious? Is that why you're blue? No, 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 no. no. Um, it's not um, religious. To to and and he looks at you, Squint. He's he's trying to make it that he's not looking at you desperately, Oriel. <laughs> but he he's looking at you. We need a priest to perform a funeral for our dear friend. Oh well, you see here, around here, we don't actually go in for that sort of thing. Um, we there we must be someone. There's and there's actually not really. And then Darby like has like puts on his puppy dog eyes, and then he like nudges. Oriel and he's like Oriel whips out her puppy dog face full force and with her blueness like <laughs> and he's, yeah he's like please you must know someone and he's like Oriel starts about to cry. tears welling up in her eyes uh, well I mean we don't really have religious I mean you'd have to travel quite far uh, I guess the closest thing to it is a uh, but I don't, I don't think you, he's, I mean, he's crazy. I it's mean, fine. he talks to no one, so he is crazy. Yeah, we, we've dealt with some crazy people. And then he leans towards you, Darby, and he whispers, is that why she's blue? That's why she's blue. <gasps> okay, no more. And he makes, makes like he's locking his lips and he's like, I'll say no more. And then he realizes that he did that and he unlocks his lips and he's like, sorry, I need to say we, we oh, um, Okay, well, if you don't mind a little crazy, you can find uh, Quokka the Chance of the, of the forest. Because he's from the forest. Where is the forest? Does Not this here. mean we get to walk through the rings to get the, to the other side? Oh, no, no. Oh, you guys, I really like you. You, I'm chuckling. To, I've not chuckled this much today. Well, not today, but I did chuckle a lot yesterday. You know, because... Cheerio! <laughs> Uh, oh, no, you have to exit back to the port and you've got to walk around the whole city and then you've got to exit out the top of the last ring and towards the forest. So it's sort of where we're standing, but outside and on the opposite side of uh, Lady Starless City. So let's just go through the top so ring. Can we please no, you can't, deal with because, the blueness Because it's one first. ring that's around 
and then another ring inside and another ring. It's like concentric. And then he leans down so and is he there starts no, to draw in the mud. No. Is there you. no door to exit the last ring by Lady Starla? No, you exit okay, through the mind. portal. Okay, wait, wait. Near the brothel, is there a famous mage or wizard that could help us get rid of the blueness? Why does it is have it, to be near the brothel? But she said it was... He said it was magic and it went wrong. But she just stands there and she like whirls up her tears again. The the woman feeding the pigs is trying to make it like she's not listening. (laughs) She's 100% listening. As is the quarter quarter elf from the brothel in the lower ring. How could you? You can see how young she is. She's blue and now she's crying. How could you just not direct us? I, I gave you directions. I'll walk you. I'll, well, I'll walk you to the to the gate, and then I'll I'll point with my hand full as long as you can see me, and I'll 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 wave it. Okay, let's go. And he starts walking backwards, and he's like, "Follow me." And as you walk through the town, you see people are trying not to look like they're looking at you guys, but they're to- they totally are, and they appear to be really looking at Darby and at Oriel. And he's like, "All right." And he takes you back to the gates and he, he calls up and he's like, Lukeel, open the gate. Because as you guys were gone, the yeah. gates were closed and the gates. And Lukeel looks down and you can see that they're probably brothers. <laughs> and he leans down and he shouts, Toriel, where did you go? I had to close the gate by myself. This is a heavy gate. I don't know if you know how heavy this gate I know how heavy this gate is. I help you move it every day. Just open the gate. Fine, I'll open the gate, but only this time and only because it's my job. I'm blue. Then, Can somebody just open the gate? And then you hear Lukeel say, he's like, I noticed. I didn't want to ask anything, but how did you get blue? <laughs> and then Toriel's like making ex-nay, like... Cutting motions. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, I'll show you to Quacha the Chance. And then Lukiel says, Quacha the Chance. Okay. And then he makes motions like they're crazy to Toriel. And Toriel tries to sneakily like nod and wink and say, <laughs> Yes, totally crazy. The gate opens. You come out to the port again. And he says, Toriel says, So basically, if you keep to the to the edge of the ring till you're on the opposite side of this side, but on the outside, you'll see forest. And then, and then you just head forward Thanks, into Tariel. the forest, and um, yeah, he'll apparently find you. Ooh. <laughs> and he, sorry, I, I couldn't help it. And Can he, and he points, and he's like making vigorous, like this way motions, and he's and he's smiling because he's trying to to make all real. And he's like, "Don't be sad, go this way." Will he turn me normal? I don't know. Is that what you want him to do? Okay, let's go now. But wait, I'm still blue. We can't do a funeral while I'm blue. That's ridiculous. I can't do this. I can't do this. And then Darby just starts walking by himself, like muttering to himself. uh, He he shouts, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Someone, are you doing a funeral? That said, someone could cast a a minor illusion on you, make you, wait, what color is your skin normally? (gasps) What color is your skin normally? She's slightly tan. (laughs) Slightly tan, like, and then he points at people on the port. Or he goes, oh, wait, I have my new illusion. He points, like, touches herself and she turns herself a normal color. But uh, he turns away and he points at people on the port. He's like, like this tan or this tan or this. No, that guy's quite, uh, he's not tan. Like this tan. And then he turns and he's like, oh, you're not blue. (laughs) That's a mutt. Why do you guys need a priest or a mage? Look at you. She's bloody magical. Darby screams, Zantalarian, Oriel, come now. <laughs> so Darby's already been walking. Toriel, it was a pleasure meeting you. We'll be back soon. It was wonderful meeting you. As a question, are you Zantalarian or Oriel? 
Oreo. I ask she him. She points at herself. I'm going to ask him, are you sure that you're half elven? Look, mom says it's very rude to ask about other people's halves, but I'm definitely half elven and something else. <laughs> Shh, it's human. Okay, I'm not going to laugh at him. Or else gonna giggle. She's the same. <gasps> and he goes, "Oh, do you think I'll turn blue? Oh, I hope I will. I hope Luke Hill will be so jealous. Luke Hill, I'm probably gonna turn blue." And he's like, "Because I'm half human." And then he realizes that he shouted his half, and he's like, "Oh no!" And then Luke Hill shouts out, "Then I'll also turn blue." And he's like, "Ah, oh, but then it's not fun because I won't be the only blue one." <laughs> I'm not going to laugh. I'm just gonna turn. And follow after Dobby whistling as I go. Um, and then I'm going to shout back. And when we get back, we should hit the brothel to go. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, we should. Um, uh, just make sure you come back. Okay, so if you're going to the forest, make sure you come back. I'm My next turn on the gate is if it's mid-afternoon now and I'm off. In, tomorrow afternoon. All righty. All right, bye. And he's still gesturing towards the thing because that's what he said he would do. And he was like, bye, non-blue you, Oriel. Oriel waves vigorously. Bye. And then he sees everyone looking. He's like, what are you looking at? It's rude to ask people and stare at people like that. And then he carries on gesturing to go around. He's like, guys, didn't your mothers teach you ever to be rude, not to be so rude? Obviously, some of you are from the first ring. And you can see when he shouts that, it's a huge insult because then it starts to become a scuffle. You hear scuffle and he's like, I'll call you whatever ring I want to call you. And Luke Hill's like, you're being rude to real mum's not going to be happy. He's like, shh, don't tell mum. As you hear a scuffle <laughs> happening and oh. like fists flying. As you as you walk, you, you pass the edge of the port and then you start to see that sort of basically where the port ends. And as the the ring starts curving inland, there is kind of like nothing else around. Um, so there's no roads, there's no walked beaten paths. Um, but you realize it's probably going to take you the whole of the evening to get to the back of this this because it's it's extremely large. It probably might take you into the morning of the next day as well. Because minor illusion only lasts a minute. <laughs> <laughs> she can always cast it, but can it literally just be like this concentration of I'm not blue, I'm not blue, and then she loses concentration and she turns blue again. So Oriel is fading in and out of blueness. She's like um, a traffic light, but blue. Because <laughs> Darby wants to take back his two Good luck. daggers. Uh, or he okay. wants to at least try and steal one for Unless now. Unless you're going to magic them off my body. Okay, so as Darby walking, is going to, to Darby is going to Ray of Frost. <laughs> Your one friend just died, and then now you're threatening the other one. I just want my dagger back. No, my daggers. You know, I paid you could for them. Just ask for it. He's not going to give it to me. Zantelarian and I have this understanding. Okay, hold on, hold on. Oral goes just wait, and she goes to Zantelarian and she looks at him with her absolute. Happy face that she always uses when she as asks him for rations. As she blinks in and out of blueness. Yeah. <laughs> She's literally like a... Every time she blinks, she changes the color. Like a traffic light. Yeah. And then she forgets the colors. So the manner illusion just changes to like different colors. <laughs> I really hate that your charisma is higher than mine. <laughs> so is my persuasion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we and can roll goes, for it. For funsies. She could get one. 
Consent. Only if she gets one. <laughs> okay, let's roll for it. I'm I'm game for that. <laughs> so what am I and rolling goes, against? Inspiration. Insight. Insight. She goes, Sand, please give Darby back his dagger. Twelve. Do you know her modifiers insane? <laughs> Nineteen. I she also, didn't get one. I also rolled twelve. She didn't get one. Said, even if she did get one, you well, said, she might have even If I got one, one I would have got an eight. You yeah. said so. give Darby back his daggers. His dagger. You wanted one, one you're going to get yeah, one. But the one that you took from me, even though that you paid for it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Cool. Okay, I hand Darby a dagger. Right. Thank you, Zantelarian. I will not ask for the other one. As you as you continue along, you if you look towards the the wall, you see that it's at the same height all across. Mm. Um, even if you are heading up a slight slope, which you are, the height maintains. Um, so it's very hard to see in. Um, additionally, the wall is really, really, really well built, and on the sides, uh, there's. A lush uh, forest in the distance you can see, and around you is an open field towards the sea, which leads into a beach. But there, you you don't see anything living currently, other than some birds, and you don't see any tracks from people or anything like okay, that. Okay, so we'll just walk on right yeah. through till morning. I mean, we've been on a boat for ages. My legs yep. need to stretch. Agreed. You do. So while Aura's been casting this thing, her wild magic has been rolling, and it happened again. Okay, what happened? <laughs> this is funny. Roll a d10. Your height changes by a number of inches equal to the roll. If the roll is odd, you shrink. If the roll is even, you grow. Okay, roll. One d10 makes you larger. It's double zeros. So that's a 10. Yeah, that's 10. So you grow 10 inches. <laughs> um, well, while, while, YouTube very tall. Were, while YouTube were discussing something, when you turn back, Oriel appears... So now she's like Darby's height. She appears much taller. Also, her clothing appears like it's, it's higher up on her legs and her arms and higher up on her forearms. So none of her clothing reaches like her wrist or her ankle. Oriel... Mm. She's flicking out of blue and tan and blue and tan. Darby just like, what? Like he just, what is that word? Clocks his head to one side. Oh, yeah? And he's just like staring at her weirdly and he's like, are you okay? Fine. Why? Zant. I'm definitely not carrying her now. Huh. What? Okay. And then Darby and just continues walking. Down and she sees her dresses. Guys, my clothing shrunk. As you approach the forest, you see a, a small picket that says, in, in a very fine handwriting, it says, stay out if you know what's good for you. Darby walks in. All yeah. right, do you do so? I follow. You do so. As you, um, and you, Oriel? Yeah, she's going to turn the sign upside down and then walk it. Uh, you pull the sign out. It's just a little uh, wooden sign. And you put it upside down. As soon as you step past the first row of trees, you immediately go back to your normal size and your skin turns its normal color. Guys, I'm not blue anymore. And my clothing fits again. Darby's very confused by this, but he's just going to be like, okay. And then he's going to keep walking. For Xantelaren, this is life. This is every day. (laughs) (laughs) 
Or I was just happy that she's not blue and having to concentrate a minor illusion. And you guys walking towards Onward the forest. Onward to Quaha. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. As always, thank you so, so much for listening. And a big thank you to my players who always make everything an adventure. Thank you for listening. And remember to rate and review us on your favorite podcast app and even on the ones you don't like. And remember to share us with your friends, foes, families, and familiars. A big thank you to Wednesday and Tristan who edit our episodes to make us sound Okay. And David, whose beautiful music plays throughout the episodes. And a thank you to you for listening. And you can find us on all the social medias as Dum Dum Die, spelled D-U-M-D-U-M-D-I-E. Or you can mail us at dumdumdiepod at gmail.com. If you'd like to tell us anything or get involved, let me know. But until then, have a most amazing week filled with adventure. Kidding, Mama, what are you doing? No, you just can't eat dice. Hey, that like that's <laughs> no bad for cats. I'm not gonna deal with that poop. That's like a, a, a critical fit. Oh gosh, there's sorry, we have a dice <laughs> box. Milo! And the cat is legit. If it fits, it sits in this cat dice in box. Dice. Okay, we're pausing recording to take a picture cat, of this cat in the cat dice in box. The dice box. My happy? puppies are gonna be like, what is that smell? Oh no, Finn, Finn, like Sean found a stray dog today, and he's like, is if anyone's looking for a dog. It's a beautiful dog. And Finn legitimately smells you from tip to toe. You must sit down. Yeah, so my puppies also do that. He's like, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> Who you the cheating fuck on have me? you been cheating on me with? Who you cheating on me? Who this Who smell? this bitch? <laughs>